This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. And it's great to be back here. And everyone who deals in the fresh food business is breathing a sigh of relief today. And that includes farmers, buyers, distributors, consumers, and restaurant owners. And it's because the provincial government has decided not to move the Ontario Food Terminal from its current location in South Etobicoke. It's the biggest wholesale produce distribution center in the country, third largest food terminal in North America. It's the place where wholesalers and retailers of fresh produce come together in the wee hours to buy, sell, and get the fruit and veggies to consumers as quickly as possible. It employs around 5,000 people. The provincial Tories have been reviewing a variety of options. The food terminal hasn't been updated for years, and the government was also considering moving the terminal, and there were worries that it would become condos. So what is happening with it? With me in studio, we have Agriculture Minister Ernie Hardiman and Christine Hogarth, MPP for Etobicoke Lakeshore. Welcome. Thanks so much for being with us. Well, great to be here. Great to be here. So people are breathing a sigh of relief. What is next for the food terminal minister? Well, I I think obviously we started off uh, looking at the future of the food terminal, not the the property at the food terminal site, but what does the future look like for the food terminal in Ontario for the next 5, 10 or 50 years? Um, We we came to the conclusion very quickly, and you mentioned it in your opening remarks, that um, people are breathing a sigh of relief. But I say I also am breathing a sigh of relief because all the players, all the people that you mentioned were part of the discussion when they heard of that everything was on the table and they wanted to make sure that they were heard. And I can assure you, they were heard, and obviously it became quite evident very quickly that it is of a great benefit where it is, not only um, just a, where it is, the success of the terminal, as you mentioned, it's the largest in the country, third largest in North America. It's, uh, it's very important that where it is, is one of the reasons that it's such a great success. And we heard that from all the players in the game, and that's why we're happy to be able to announce today that that's the first uh, decision we've made in the review. Christine Hogarth, a lot of area residents were involved with this. They were quite frankly, very worried that uh, this land would be sold off to developers and you'd get yet more condos. How important was that in the decision? Well, the governments never never did say they were going to sell off the land. That was something that unfortunately was a, a rumor that uh, was unfortunate, really. Uh, we, what we want to do is make something better, better for the community and create some jobs. And what I hope is that we're going to create more local jobs so people can live, work and play all in one area. And I think that's important. That's why Etobicoke is such a great place to live. You can, you can live there, you can play there, and you can work there, and then you don't have to worry about the commute because everybody knows who has to commute. Uh, that's kind of a pain every day when you have to spend that hour in the car, and it's, very, it's nice when you can bike or walk or even take the subway to work. Are there plans to designate this as a significant employment area? 
Well, I think it's important to recognize that uh, commitment to keep the food terminal there for the uh, for the foreseeable future up to 50 years. Obviously, that is an employment area. Um, designated an employment area um, would make sure that it wasn't going to get condos built on it, but it wouldn't make sure that it was going to be a food terminal either. The announcement today is going to make sure it stays as a food terminal uh, going forward. And that's why I think it's so important. Going back to uh, uh, to what I said earlier about all the community being involved, I think the fact that the uh, the wholesalers came forward and announced a, a significant investment to help upgrade the farmer's market, which has been lagging behind in, in the quality of market it should be uh, because the uh, the farmer's market structure couldn't uh, couldn't see the way clear to to improve that what we've done so far now will uh, bring it forward and and get it improved so that's the first thing we start doing now is rebuilding to make it even a better food terminal okay so obviously uh, in a situation like this you want private sector money involved any sense of how much money they're bringing to the table and is the province matching that or what? now at, at the present time what we're what we're going to be starting to do um, um, as soon as the um, uh, Food Terminal Board of Directors um, does their review of their strategic plan, we'll have to decide what it is that, that is needed there to upgrade the, the um, farmer's market. And then uh, we'll have to uh, uh, negotiate and, and talk with people of how we, uh, how we pay for that. But the, um, uh, the wholesalers have agreed that they're going to be the significant player in doing that. I'm not. Uh, I'm sure that at some point they'll they'll like some help from the board or from uh, um, other sources. But um, the government has made no commitment at this point to put um, government money in. But we want to make sure we do everything to uh, facilitate those people that use the terminal to be able to get the best terminal they could get. So does that mean the government won't put money in, or? Well, I think that's a hypothetical thing. First of all, we, we don't know how what's needed. We don't know um, how much we already have available. So we're going to work on that uh, to come to a conclusion as to, uh, uh, as to how we pay for everything that's needed. Uh, the, um, uh, the wholesalers have not put a, a figure on it yet either. We'll like to hear that in the next few weeks or, uh, or next few months as to how much they're going to contribute to it. And, and at that point, we'll have to see how, uh, what we have to do to meet the requirements that, uh, that are there to get a uh, world standard market. Christine Hogarth, do you think it would be useful in addition to this to designate this as a significant employment zone? Or well, I, th- I think the minister was very clear this morning that the food terminal as it is in this location is going to be protected as the food terminal. This is where the food terminal is going to be. So, uh, you know, when you uh, this is where we want to see the food terminal be for the next 50 years. So when you designate something as provincially significant employment lands, it's... Um, doesn't actually save the food terminal and that's what the school was and that's what all these people who came up and questioned they wanted to save those jobs in this community they wanted to make sure the food terminal remained the farmers the the grocers the restaurateurs they wanted to make sure the food terminal was there so today's announcement actually solves that problem because the food terminal is staying right where it is in Etobicoke Lakeshore. Mm -hmm. And uh, how long do you think it will be uh, before we get the further details about this before the study is completed? Well, we're we're, um, anticipating the, um, uh, we have two studies ongoing and we're anticipating in the next two to two and a half months 
we will get the both of them in to, to tell us what we should be doing proceeding beyond the fact that it's going to stay in Etobicoke, Etobicoke Lakeshore. And uh, again, you have no sense of what it will take to update it in terms of cash? No, I, because it is a major, it's going to be a major change for the, uh, for the farmer's market. As, as I said, there are, uh, there are some, some of the market is underneath um, a cover, but there's, there's vendors out there that, that are out in the, in the elements with not even a roof over, over their product uh, at present time. So uh, obviously we need somebody to design uh, what needs to be built to facilitate the, the amount of vendors we have today and to build for the future. So there's no, I can't make a hypothetical uh, guess at the how, how big a building that would require or what type of building it would require. So I think just having everybody on the same page pushing to get the job done, let's just measure it up and, and uh, you can't lay the carpet till you've measured the room. Okay, let's take a call from Randy in Etobicoke. Hi, Randy. Hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. So I uh, would just like to ask the question about provincially significant employment zone designations in a different way. Um, We're losing you. Okay. Randy, (laughs) sorry you missed your chance. We're losing you. You're probably on a cell phone somewhere. He's gone. Okay. (laughs) I guess you you answered the question. I, I think he was trying to say, why not do that in addition? And you've said that it, it wouldn't be useful? Well, I, I don't, yeah. I think it's fair to say it, it's, um, there's no, no real reason not to, except that the, the need for it is not there at the present time. Um, and so uh, if it's designated to be a food terminal, which it is, um, and the owner is the one that sets the rules, um, I don't see why uh, it would make any difference. Not, not that I would see anything wrong with doing it. It just doesn't seem to have any useful purpose. Okay. And um, in our, in our, with our government, might we might call that red tape, and we're not really in the business of putting up more red tape. <laughs> okay. Um, I know you have to go. Thanks very much for joining us. There, I do have one more general question. Uh, we had a cabinet shuffle a few weeks ago. Government has been on reset shall we say. Uh, But still beyond that, there have been a couple of incidents giving uh, you not not great press. Uh, We've had Lisa McLeod in a shouting match with foul language. Uh, You know, um, do you have any comment on that? Well, obviously, I'm I'm not in the HR business and uh, I understand I wasn't there, but I understand that uh, she made comments that uh, she shouldn't have made. She has apologized for that, and uh, and so um, and from from where I sit, uh, my job is to talk about uh, the food terminal and make it the best food terminal in in Canada or in North America, for that matter, and uh, and carry on doing that. So I want to spend today rather than worry about others, worry about me to make sure I'm getting my message out. Right. And do you think that the government is doing everything it should to affect that reset? Either of you? Well, I can say that, uh, you know, today was a great announcement for Etobicoke Lakeshore, and I'm, I'm enjoying spending my days working with the residents and meeting with the constituents since the house has risen. And, I, you know, it is a new day, and we're really pleased, and this is a great, great announcement. I just want to thank the minister for, for coming to Etobicoke Lakeshore today to 
save our food terminal. Okay. I think it's I think it's important to say that yes, in the last week and the last week and a half since we've been recessed, there's been a lot of good announcements moving forward that are um, doing what we. Uh, that we said we would do. Um, education has had some very positive announcements. Healthcare has had some very positive announcements with, with good, uh, good receptions. And, and hopefully today uh, the food terminal will be one of those that we're moving ahead as we should. Okay, thank you so much, Agriculture Minister Ernie Hardiman and MPP Christine Hogarth. Really appreciate your time. Thank you thank very you much. Thank you very much. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.